Okay, today's daf is Erev and daf Peches. We are on Pezayin and Bez, the Mishnah. So we have a longer daf today. Hopefully we'll cover some ground. If not, we'll make it up tomorrow. So, Gezustera Shehi Lamalam and Amayim. So you have your Gezustera, you have your riverfront property, you have a ledge above the water. You cannot fill up water from the river on Shabbos because you don't have a Mechitza. You have to make a mechitza ten tvachim high, make yourself a little box and like you know for your mikvah, and you lower down the bucket, and you you could draw water from the river on Shabbos. Now the Gemara is going to point out that yesterday we saw the shita of Rabbi Hanani ben Akavya that you don't even have to make the mechitza. You need to have the ability to bend in these walls, but you don't actually have to do it. So we know that, and we'll see that the Gemara will will will, will point that out in a moment. Now, you could put this mechitza on top of the porch or underneath the porch. As long as you have a mechitza of ten tfachim in the air hanging above the river, we say the mechitza is tluyos, good, aches mechitza, or pitik or yarevesayisim, however you want to, in lambdas, you want to say it works, it works above water that we lower down these walls. Next, so we brought this mission earlier in the parak. You have two porches right on top of the water, one above the other one, not directly above, it's, uh, you know, one's you know, a little bit to the right, one's to the left, but one is higher than the other one. So, they made a mechitza for the top one. But the, the lower ledge did not have a mechitza. So you would assume, the upper guy, he made a good mechitza, he followed the book, he should be able to draw water. The Gemara says, stories. Not only could the bottom one who doesn't have mechitza, he cannot throw his pail to the top ledge and let it go through the mechitza, pick up water. The person on the top ledge who has the mechitza, he also is aser. Achi arv until they make an erev. And we saw this earlier. The Gemara brought this in the Machlech of Tin Rav and Shmuel regarding Zeb Shulshul, Zeb Zrika. We had this before regarding Rav, talking about Avir. Mechitzta, if does Avir uh, ruin it? So the Gemara is going to circle back to many of the cases we brought previously. So the Gemara says right away, Masnis in our mission to like Chanani Menakavia is not like the opinion of Chanani Menakavia. Yesterday's daft, Tanya Chanani Menakavia. All you have to do is make a you make a you you um you carve out a square Arbal Abba four by four Tvachim. I'm able to pick up water from the river. You don't have to actually make mechitzas. You have to just make a square in your porch. And then, as long as you have enough to theoretically make a mechitza, enough left in this beam, so you imagine that you close it off and you're good to go. But you don't actually have to make a mechitza. Says not so fast, not so true, not so posh. The Chanani ben Akavia argued on our Mishnah. Our Mishnah is talking about a classic riverfront property. However, when did Chanani ben Akavia say his din? Maybe he only said it al shel He was only referring to the Yam of Tveria, the Kinneret uh, Yam. Since it has Ignayim, it has. You know, a beach around it. Sure, Vayaris the Carfeifos for Carpeifos. It has cities and Carfeifos all around them. Akivos are surrounded, so it looks like a Rishus Hayachid. What's the point of this? We know that there's a Isidrabanan of carrying from a Rishus Hayachid to a Carmelis. What's the point of this Isidrabanan? One could assume, and this is what, how it's brought down, is that if you would be allowed to carry from a Rishus Hayachid to a Carmelis, you might carry from a Rishus Hayachid to Rishus Harabim. But when you have a 
water, which is one hetter that we're more make by Mayim, and this water doesn't even look like Rosh Hashanah. It's totally surrounded on all sides. Why is it a Carmelist? Because it's not called Mukha So technically it's called a Carmelist. But as far as the eye is concerned, the optics, it doesn't really look different than a classic Rosh Hashanah. So there's less of a concern that if you allow someone to carry from the Kinneret water to the porch through this mechitza, avir tluya, or these makeshift mechitzas, there's less of a concern that someone might end up carrying from a shasharabim to the porch, as opposed to when you're above the river, where the river could seem like a shasharabim. You have a, the Mississippi River. It goes for miles and miles, right? So that one might think this has the din, the status of a shasharabim. So maybe perhaps Rabbi Hanani ben Akavah would indeed hold you have to make real mechitzas. You cannot rely on koif, on the bending of mechitzas that we created yesterday. Other waters, only the Kinneret, but not the other waters. Tanu So we're eight lines from the bottom. There were three things that Rabbi Hanani ben Akavi, three famous kulos he had for the people in Tveria. Number one, you could fill up water from the Gzustra on Shabbos, that's what we just said. Next, the Taimnim be Atze, and you're allowed to wrap your food, you could insulate your food. With these atze, um, which is the psilus of beans, like the leftover parts of the beans, even though when you when they would pick them from the field, this I guess it's like flax or something, it would still be wet. And if it's wet, you should assume it's muxher lekabotoma. There's a special din when it comes to these things that the Gemara is going to explain. So heter number one was Maval Mayim. Heter number two is Toimnin Be'atze. Heter number three is Mistabkin Ba'aluntis. You're allowed to dry yourself in a towel on Shabbos. Let's, or Yantif. Let's say you took a shower on Yantif or you went to the mikvah on Shabbos or something. You're allowed to dry yourself off with a towel and there is no concern that you're going to end up squeezing the towel. So let's go one by one. Number one, Maval Mayim is the Shabbos. Hadarman, that's our daf. We just said this two minutes ago. Next, the time what's this example of time The Tani went in a brisa. Hishkim lahavi psilas. Someone wakes up early in the morning uh, before davening, right? He wakes up early lahavi psilas to bring psilas, which is your leftover crop in the field, in order to wrap up your fruit. So the shaila is like this. Im bishvil love tal. If you specifically now, why'd you go at the crack of dawn to get to to to, to Bring in this leftover crop. Why in the world would you go so early in the morning? Why don't you sleep, right? So if you're going because at that point it's still moist, and if you wait until 10 o'clock to go pick it up, it's going to dry out in the sun. So you specifically wanted to pick it up when it's wet. Ah, when it, you want the moisture to still be there. So when that moisture, which you want, touches the fruit, that is considered bichi yutan. We know that fruit can only become tame when it comes wet, and that wet has to be bidas, bichi yutan, that you actually have to put the water there. You don't have to actually put it there, but you have to be happy that it's there. So therefore, by, show, by waking up early to go get, to get this crop, you're showing I want it to be wet. That is one side. But if why'd you wake up at six in the morning is because you have a life. You don't even have time all day to go busy with wrapping a fruit. You have to go to work later at nine o'clock. You gotta be at the office. So then, you didn't go specifically because it's still wet. You went because that's the only time you had. 
So that was the Shiloh. So what did Rab Hanani ben Akavya Paskin? He Paskin Vistam Anche Tveri, the people in Anche Tveri, they were the uh, blue collar workers, right? They had a job, they had to show up at work at 9 o'clock or maybe earlier, and therefore the only time they had available to go collect the crop was at the crack of dawn. They didn't go specifically because it was wet. They only went there because that was the only time they had in their schedule and therefore nothing to do with it being wet and it's not Pichiyutas. That's the second heter that Rabbi Hanania ben Akavya allowed the people of Tveria. Heter number three, mahi. What's this heter of drying yourself off with a towel? The You're allowed to dry yourself in a towel on Shabbos Shiyantiv after going to the bath. Now we know the famous bathhouses, there were many uh, gazeras that were put into play, but halachically, Midaraisa, if the water was heated before Shabbos, there's no problem, you're allowed to take a bath on Shabbos. There was an Iser, the Gzeris Habalanim, which applies even today, even on Yantif perhaps, that one is not allowed to bathe in hot water on Shabbos or Yantif. Even Mayim Shehuchmu before Shabbos, why is that? Because the Balanim used to run out of hot water and they would heat up the water on Shabbos. There was a concern to heat up the water on Shabbos. Somehow they didn't actually heat it up, they would stoke the coals. So there's a Gezeras Habalanim on Shabbos and Yantif. By the way, there's a Heter of the base mayor. We always talk about this when you talk about showering on Yantif. That, forget about turning it on, but as far as the Gzeira of, of bathing, that's only in hot water. There should not be a Gzeira if someone is bathing in cold water that has a minimum amount of hot water added to take away the chill. So many McVeigh's, especially by the men mikvahs, not so much in the chassidim, but many mikvahs have a rule that on Shabbos they lower the temperature, temperature to about 93 or 97, different, uh, different uh, you know, degrees that some mikvahs allow. I think by the women mikvahs, they keep it a little hotter so that uh, women would go to the mikvah on Shabbos. There's also other reasons to be mikvah there. It's mikvah mitzvah. There's a carbon asana that talks about it. But regarding showering, assuming you're allowed to turn on the shower, that's another discussion. Let's say you were be allowed to t- turn on the shower. On Yantif, you're allowed to take a, a shower in cold water that has enough hot water in it to take away the chill. Now, how do you turn on the hot water? That's a good shyla. So some would hold that it's called, it's called, um, it's, 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 it's Dover Hashavel Chonefesh. Everybody enjoys a shower, you know, every day or most of the time. It's something that everyone assumes is a good pleasure, so you're allowed to turn it on. That's hat to number one. Hat to number two is you have a nachri turn it on. Might be a little awkward to ask, but that would be hat to number two. And hat to number three, a little more controversial, is that showering is probably not more than rechitzas. Uh, most of you, not, it's not more than most of your body. And halakhli, you are allowed to turn on hot water to wash your hands. You're allowed to turn on hot water to to wash up to half your body. So once you turn it on, you could leave it on. So Batsam, I just gave you some good stuff to think about regarding showering and yantif. Why did I say it? I don't know, but this is, this is, this is what, well, you guys came. So give you, give you some, uh, some reward for coming to the share. Okay, next. So by the way, <laughs> back to the bathing. So halachically, you're allowed to draw yourself off by Luntis and Shabbos. You're allowed to leave it on the window by the bathhouse, but you cannot give it to the balanim. You cannot give it to the people that run the show over there. They would squeeze it out. They got to dry it off for the next guy. You make believe it's a fresh towel. So they have to dry it off quickly, so they might squeeze it out. So don't give it to them. It seems that if you just left it on the window, either that's not called lifne either, or they wouldn't go collect them. So don't do it. Now, Rab Shimon Oimer, Rab Shimon holds, you're allowed to bring it home. Meaning, not only 
are we, are, meaning there might be two concerns. Concern number one would be that you might squeeze it out. Concern number two is that the people there might squeeze it out. Rabbi Shimon says, we're not concerned for any of this. There's no concern that you yourself are going to squeeze out this towel. So this is what Rabbi Hanania Paskin for the people in Tveria, you're allowed to use the Aluntis on Shabbos. Okay, now once we mention those three, let's go back to our Gemara. So the Mishnah said that through these mechitzas, you make your makeshift mechitzas, you actually have mechitza. Now it doesn't reach the bottom of the river, but it's suspended in the air. We have a special hetter when it comes to Mayim. The mechitza tluya is mutter. So I'm a rabba barav huna This halacha regarding uh, these, this mechitza that you, that you made, you made a box on your porch with a hole in it, that box you know, uh, leads down to the river, that only works to fill up water on Shabbos, but to pour out water, let's say you want to pour something out, spoiled milk, whatever, so then also you will not be allowed to pour water down because now it's going from your box, which is Rosh Hashayachid, even though the box has this suspended mechitza, the problem is it's going to run once it hits the river, it's going to keep going. It's going to flow all the way down to all the way down the Mississippi. It'll end up in, the, in, in another city, right? So therefore, that's a problem of carrying on Shabbos. Now it's not exactly Nisadaraisa because you poured it onto a Carmelis, but there's still a concern. It looks bad that you're pouring it into the Carmelis because first it hits the Rosh Hashanah, it hits the water underneath you, and the river just takes it out outside of your property. So. Lemalois will be mutter, lishboich would be asr. Maskev la rav shizvi, vechima ben le uka. Why is this different than a uka? So, uka we're going to see is the next Mishnah, which is the second half, a little more complicated of today's daf. So, why would this be different than a uka? But when it comes to an uka, you have a, the article calls it a cesspool, you have this guma, which could hold tusa. Halach is you'll have to pour water at it on Shabbos. Even if it's full, we're going to see that tomorrow's daf a little bit. Even if it's full, you're allowed to pour water onto it. So if it's full, it's going to overflow. And this overflow liquid is going to end up in the next property. So why, when it comes to when I'm standing over the river, I can't pour the water because it's going to end up further down the river here too also. Why? By uka was a mutter. When you pour water into the uka, into this cesspool, it's going to overflow and it's going to end up in a different rishos. So the Gemara said, not so, not so fast. Hani, timey, vahani loy timey. When it comes to the cesspool, that was, it's typical for it to get absorbed. It's going to get absorbed and therefore, not necessarily it's going to end up down the river. But when you pour water into a river, there's nowhere for it to get absorbed. It's going to get into the river. The river is going to take this water that you spilled into it down down the Mississippi. Ika de Amri, there are some say that that Rabbi Baravuna said the opposite. Don't say only to fill up water with this mechitzas motor, but lishbech hazaser, el lishbech nami You're allowed to pour water down this uh, makeshift mechitza, pour the water down. Why not? It's the same halach as uka. When it comes to uka, you're allowed to pour water into the cesspool. And even though it's going to overflow, we're not concerned with what's going to end up happening with the water. As long as I poured it into a good place, it's fine. So the Gemara says, When it comes to the cesspool, the water is going to get absorbed. When it comes to the river, it won't get absorbed. They're both mutter to spill water out into, this, into your makeshift mechitz and to draw water. Both are fine, the malice and lishbach, that is with the shita of Rabba Ba Rav Huna. Then the Mishnah said, When you have these two ledges, you have your riverfront property and, and these two apartments, one then each have a porch. 
one's a little higher than the other one. So the one on top made a, did this mechitza business, but the one on bottom did not. So the Mishnah said they're both usher until they make an Arab. So the Gemara says, Important. Shitas Rav. That's only discussing when they're right next to each other. That's when they both have access to this uh, bucket, to the, to the space for the bucket. So that's why it's a problem, because they both have equal access to it, and you don't have an Erev. Aval bemufleges, when they're far, when they're distant from each other. So Eliyayna Mutaris, the one who's on top, He's higher on the building. He's mutter because he made a hole and he has a good mechitza. He's good to go. What about the other one? He also has access to it. He could throw his bucket and let it go up to the second story, right? To the second balcony. Then it goes down through this mechitza, pick up water. He also has access to it. So shouldn't his access ruin the, the Eliyana's property? So the Gemara says no. Why a couple days ago, Whenever you have to reach out for Tfachim and then lower something down, that's called Derech Avir, right? So when it's Derech Avir, you don't ruin it for the other fellow. When you both have similar access, or at least we could define it in the same category, Shul Shul, Zrika reaching up, bending down. So Rav says, you all have equal access, you need an Erev. Here, it's not equal access, the Eliyayna just has to lower down his bucket. The Tachtayna, he has to reach out for Tvachim, then throw up his bucket, that's called Derech Avir. And Rav Lashitasi holds, Einadam Oisirach Averoi, Derech Avir. Amar Rabbah, Amar Rabchiv, Rav Yosef, Amar Rabbah Yishaya, they said the following, Yesh Gezel B'Shabbos, which at first glance, it sounds like interesting, but there's Gzela on Shabbos. Like, what, what does that mean? You're allowed to steal on Shabbos, you're not allowed to steal on Shabbos, you know, Shabbos Ahin, Shabbos Ahin, what does it mean? You're allowed to, fine. Yesh Gezel B'Shabbos V'churva Machsel L'Bailam. What it means is like this. Let's say you have, a, you have a neighbor, and he has a backyard, and you, you make yourself at home in his backyard. He never, you have to figure out halacha, did he ever tell you no, did he ever tell you get out of here? But you took over your neighbor's property. So, that, so regarding Chayshem Mishpat, he could take you to Bezdin, get out of here, get off my lawn, right? No problem. The question is regarding Shabbos. Maybe we should say, that since you always use that property, now it's yours, at least regarding Hilcha Shabbos, and you don't need to make an Erev. So it seems the Yesh Gezel B'Shabbos, the Gezela that you did, became yours regarding Shabbos Halachas, and you do not need an, an Erev. The Chorva, but if you have a dilapidated building that you use, Machshil Abayim goes back to the owners. Fred the Gemara Hagufa Kasha. That doesn't make any sense. That's inconsistent. Amrit, you said Yesh Gezel B'Shabbos. Amakanias, you say, it's as if it became yours, even though you have no right to this Rishos. But regarding Shabbos, since you use it, it's all about Hashtam Shos. You use it. No, you don't need Erev. Yet the Chorva, Machshil Abayim, Amat Loikanias. The Gemara says, we read it entirely wrong. This is what the Bryce meant to say. Yeshdin Gezel B'Shabbos. Gezel is also usher on Shabbos. Kate said, what's the example? The Chorba, let's say you have a dilapidated building and someone else is living there and he took it over. He's a squatter or something. Still, since it's not his, it goes back, and if he wants to have access to this, he must make a Erev. So, yesh din gezel b'shabbos. We have to keep all the halachas of shemishra. So if it's not legally yours, even though you use it, you like using it, you still need to make an Erev regarding Shabbos. So it's very interesting halacha. Let's say someone has a property next to him where his neighbors never really tell him no. I don't know, he goes to hang out there sometimes. You cannot carry from chutzr A to chutzr B, even though 
I always use it. Nobody, you need to make an Eruv. It's not yours. You need to make an Eruv Chatzeros. Even if he lets you use it, it's still his, right? It's not yours. You still have to make an Eruv Chatzeros. Next. But if Gezel is, is, you know, enforceable on Shabbos, meaning it's not yours, so how do you read our Mishnah? And this bothered me, you know, when we first learned this, when we first introduced this example of the two porches that everyone has access isn't that a gazela? Amarab must look at our Mishnah. It says, Vechain shtig zusterois zulum alamizu. You have two zusterois one on top of the other. Vi amrit yeshtin gazel b'shabis. Amaya suris. Why? They usher on each other. Why can't the person on the top say, hey, buddy, I built my own mechitza here. I'm going to lower the water down. This is my property. You, you live in the Tachtayna, get out of here. You, right? You want to use this? You have to make an error in order, in order for you to use this. But we're two separate entities. So why are you ushering on me? It should be mutter for me to use it, and you can't. Why stay in Asuras? So the Gemara says, The guy, the fellow who lived on top had a great idea. He needs to get water on Shabbos, right? But he's too cheap. He doesn't want to pay for the whole mechitz himself. So he asks his neighbor who lives in let's split it. We'll split this mechitza contraption, and therefore, I'll be able to get water. You'll have water. We'll have a, everything will be great. So because they split the payment on the mechitza, so now even the tachtaina, as far as Choshem Mishma is concerned, he owns 50%. He owns 50% of the mechitza. So it is his. Don't tell me gazela. It's not gazela. I paid for it. It's mine. So therefore, there is no gazela going on. If they are in close proximity to each other, they both have access to it. If they both have access to it, you need to make an Erev in order to use, in order for both of them to be able to use this hole. So if they made it b'shutfais, so why is it only in a case where they made just one? What if they split both, right? They got smart. They split the top one. Then the Rabbanon said, you have to make an error. We don't want to make an error. So they said, okay, well, so make another mechitza. So they make another one on the bottom one. But hey, 50-50. So they split it again. In that case, it's fine. Even though they both split the mechitza. See, they made another one on the bottom porch. Why don't we say that since each one has access to it, they should need to make an Erev? So the Gemara says, no, came into us, once they made the porch on the bottom, they made a mechitza there, even though he forced the top guy to chip in 50%, right? Scratch my back and I'll scratch your back. So there, he only did it because he can't use the top one. So Gali, Gali Data, he revealed his das, I'm not using the top one anymore. You're right, we originally paid for it 50-50, I'm not using the top one anymore. So therefore each one showed with their actions that they, each one is using their own chatz, so even though as far as payment is concerned, as far as ownership is concerned, they technically own 50-50, but at this point they're not using it on Shabbos, and therefore you would not need to make an error if they both have chatzeris, even if they both chipped in for both of these mechitzos on their porch. Okay, that was the easier part of the daf. Now we get a little more technical uh, part of the daf. So, zok the next mishnah. This really has nothing to do with what we spoke about previously. I mean, similar, talking about water, but different halachas here. You have a chatzah which is less than dalad by dalad amas. So you have a fellow, he lives, let's call it, uh, you know, Williamsburg or Borough Park or something, very small property in front of the house. So you have a house, and your chatzah, your little yard is less than dalid by dalid amas. Okay, now you have a lot of water and you gotta get rid of this water on Shabbos. What are you gonna do? You wanna pour it out into your chatzar. Halachas ain't shoifchin b'secha mayim b'shabbos. You cannot pour water to your front yard on Shabbos. Now at this point, we, we assume the yard leads into Rosh Hashanah 
why is it not a problem of Kamalis? You have a Pesach there, you have a Tzuras of Pesach, you have an Eir, whatever you figure it out. But when I drop the water on my pavement, on my driveway, it's going to end up in Rosh Hashanah. So from a Deraisa standpoint, there's no problem. You pour water into your driveway, even though it's going to run to Rosh Hashanah, that's Grama, there's no Akira, Hanach, there's a million reasons why you would never be Chayiv and Issa Deraisa. But the question is, Midrabanan, if it's less, if my driveway is less than dalad by dalad amois, ain't shaykhim b'seichem mayim b'shabbos, because the water is going to go into the chatzar. We're going to see why the dimensions of the driveway make a difference. So hold on. Unless you make an uka, an uka is this cesspool, this drain, you, want, you know, talking to a New Yorker, so you have, your, uh, you have your gutter, you have your drain right next to the chatzar. So if you have an uka, that's machzekes, sasayim, that can hold two saw of water, min hanekev ulamata, meaning it can hold it without overflowing. So then, beim bechutz, whether you put it right next to your house, outside, meaning in Rosh Hashanah, at this point it's going to be a mukim petor, it's not, the cesspool is not a Rosh Hashanah, but it's in Rosh Hashanah, or beim bechutz, then you're, no problem. You're allowed to, if you, if you have a cesspool, so even if it's less than, your chutzer, your driveway is less than dollar by dollar amos, you're allowed to do it. However, just one halacha, Ella Shemi Bachutz, if you have a cesspool on the outside, Sarech Likmar, you have to cover the hole. You cannot have just an open gut, uh, open cesspool, you actually have to cover it. Uh, but if it's in your house, in Sarech Likmar. Why is this the Ramah, by the way, it says, because if you have an outside cesspool, people might actually trip on it. So just a halacha of bar that you have to cover it. Most of the other Rishonim learn that the concern here is that one of the criteria for this cesspool to work is that it has to be able to hold two saw of water. What if it's not covered? So every time your, uh, your lawn, your landscape people come, they're going to blow all the leaves. It's going to end up in this cesspool. Then the water will no longer be able to hold two saw and you lose the heter of the cesspool. So therefore, if you cover it, you won't have leaves getting stuck into it, and therefore you'll always be able to retain your two-sa volume capacity in your cesspool. So that's the sheet of the Chacham. Comes along Rabbi Lezer, Ben Yaakov, Oimer, Biv, you have a, you have a gutter, Shehu Kamor, which is covered, the first four Amish from Shosh it's covered. Let me send out some pictures. I'm sorry, I should have sent it out before. Um, if you have the gutter, here we go. These are, th- no, you don't want to picture me. Three pictures on, the, on this page. Okay, so if you look, see or hey, you have this gutter leaving the chatzar. So if you cover the top, First four Amois, that works. You can literally pour water into the gutter on Shabbos. Even if you have a roof or you have a chutz, it's 100 Amois long. And the gutter goes through this entire chutz. You cannot pour water into the gutter because the water is going to go into the gutter. The gutter is going to go straight into Rosh Hashanah. You cannot do that. But if you pour the water first on the roof and then the water on its own is Yardim Lepiv, that's fine, because that's indirect, no problem. Next halacha, Now we said one of the conditions for you to be able to pour water in your chatzar in your driveway is if you have dollar by dollar amas. So not only does your driveway help, even your chatzar or achsadra, 
if you have another space there, let's say it's a porch, that can be even started for, for Arba Amas. You don't need the Chatzor to be Dalad Amas. You have a porch and a driveway. So collectively, you could have Dalad Amas. Bechain Shteid Diyu Tois. You have your two upper stories. Zuka Negezu. Miktasin Asu Uka. Miktasin Asu Uka. Only one of them, or part of these balconies, made an Uka. They made a hole in the Chatzor. They made a cesspool. Miktasin Asu Uka. Esha Uka Mutaran. Those that made the Uka, they could use the cesspool, they could pour water on Shabbos, and they cannot, and the Gemara is going to explain the, the, the entire Mishnah, and specifically the second part of the Mishnah, will leave till tomorrow. So let's see the Gemara. The, the Gemara is going to first go line by line. But let's start with the beginning of the Mishnah. The Mishnah said <coughs> that you have a chatzah that's less than dalid by dalid. You cannot pour water onto that driveway because the water is going to end up in the street. Now, why in the world does dalid by dalid make a difference? Who cares how big my 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 driveway is, right? What's the difference if I live in Brooklyn? I live in the suburbs. What's the difference? Either way, the water is going from the driveway. To the street. So my time us, I'm a rabbi Adam A person typically uses two saw of water every day. That's the standard water disposal on his bill, right? So ba'arba amois, when you have a chatzer that's at least dalar amois, Adam Reutzelazalf. When a person has a chatzer, a pavement of dalar by dalar amois, so then it's presentable. You have something to look at. It's a nice, it's a nice place. Dollar by dollar, you know that's a that's one of the, the requirements for a mezuzah on an abayas. It has to be dollar by dollar. I'm smaller than that. That's not called a house. It's not, it's not called presentable. So when you have dollar by dollar, 16 square amois, so then it's a presentable place. Once it's presentable, it makes sense when I splash the water, I, I actually have a use for it. I want the water to settle all the dust. Then we'll do sponge later. So I want the water to settle, the, the, du- the dust to settle. And it looks nice. So when I have dollar by dollar, so my water, then when I pour the water, I'm not intending on the water going into the street. That would be a second in- intention. That's not, my, that's not my primary focus here. My primary focus is to settle the dust. So, however, let's say you do not have a driveway that's dollar by dollar amos is less than that. So then, yeah, there's nothing to there's nothing that you could do to make your driveway look nice. It's too small. It's not gonna look presentable anyways. So therefore, you are when you pour it out, there's only one goal here. The goal is to get it out of here. Shaifchan, when you pour it, you're pouring it for it to get out of my property, and therefore when it goes into the street, it looks much worse than someone pouring something onto his pavement in order to settle the dust. So when you have less than dollar by dollar, so pechesem beis, top line, ito avad uka shari. If you have an uka, you have this cesspool, that's mutter. Because the water is going to collect there. V'ilah, if you don't have a cesspool, also because then you want the water to get out of your property, it's going into Rosh Rabim. It's also the Rabbanon, because if someone would be able to do this, again, the zero would be, you might end up pouring directly into Rosh Rabim. So don't even pour into your pavement if it's going to go directly into Rosh Rabim, because zero, you might just skip the pavement and just pour outside into the street. Now, Rabzeira Omer, Rabzeira says it's not the reason, meaning the Mishnah said dollar by dollar. So reason number one was in order to settle the dust. When I have dollar by dollar, it's a nice presentable uh, property. I want to clean the dust you know, around it. So I want, when I pour the water, that's my intention. Comes along Rabzeira, nothing to do with it. But Abba Amois, me when a person has dollar by dollar amois and he pours out a standard volume of water, which is basis asayim, that's the classic amount a person would pour on Shabbos. 
then tie me. You have enough space for the water to get absorbed. So we can assume when you pour water onto the pavement, it's not going to flow directly into the street. It's going to get absorbed. But if I have less than dollar by dollar of area, of ground, it's not going to get absorbed into the ground. Fine. My Benayu will be a practical difference between Abzera and the, and, and who is it? It was Rabbah. What would be the difference? The difference would be if it's not four by four amos, let's say it's eight by two amos. It's not a perfect square, meaning you do have a 16 amos of area, square area, but it's not a perfect square. It's two amos by eight amos, right? So according to Reb Zera, that the whole point is that it should absorb, I don't care what it looks like, if I have enough surface area, it's going to get absorbed. If the purpose was, it's a presentable area, they're going to clean it, so then I only have a presentable area when it's dollar by dollar square. If you have two amois by eight, I have the surface area, but that's not a nice place to live, and therefore I would not go out of my way to make it look nice. When I pour it, I just want one goal to get rid of it. Just by the way, this does play a fascinating role in Hilchus Mezuzah. The minimum shear for mezuzah, the Gemara and Sukkah tells us it has to be dollar by dollar amos. Okay? That's the minimum bias. What if you have a closet, a walk in closet, typically is not a square. Sometimes you have a small room which doesn't have a square of dollar by dollar amos. It could be two amos by eight amos. You could have a hole, you could have a hole, you could have a living room where it's not dollar by dollar. You don't have a perfect, you know, seven feet by seven feet, you don't have that. You have, I don't know, 12 feet by three feet, do the math, make sure it works, right? But you don't have uh, a perfect square. The question is, is chayv and mezuzah? So it's a machlokis rishonim. And depending on the house, depending if there's a doorway, there's a lot of different uh, considerations in Elchus Mezuzah, especially in St. Louis Park, where we have very tiny rooms and very interesting shilas in St. Louis Park regarding the, uh, the mezuzah. You could probably write a book about all the odd, funky, you know, uh, stairwells that, that go this way. Very interesting mezuzahs over the last couple of years that I've seen, so, or mezuzah shilas. So one of the considerations is, does it have to be a perfect square, dollar by dollar, or even two by eight? What's the consideration? As you see Rabba saying, that by, when it's perfect dollar by dollar, that's a presentable thing. And it's called bestira. It's called, I want to make sure it's clean. But if it's two by eight, that's not, that's not a nice uh, presentable thing. So my The Mishnah says, you have a porch, and the chutz could have combined for the dal by dal. Now, because as long as I have surface area, the water is going to get absorbed. El Rabba, I have to have a square four by four. Kashas, the Gemara says, Rab Zera, leave it to Rabba. Achsadjama lechas alpnei kolar chutzakula. And they're both perfect, you know, rectangles, and to combine, they make a perfect square. So that is the case of, according to Rabba. Let's bring another riot to Rabba. Toshma, Chatushim by Arba Amois, Arba Amois. If it doesn't have four Amois by four Amois, Ain Shoifchan the Sechemayim the Shabbos. You can't pour water in on Shabbos. Especially with the Rabba Nicha, because it says it's uh, it, it has to be Ain by Arba Amois al Arba Amois. It doesn't have four by four. So if it doesn't have four by four. That means it has to be a perfect square. Bishlam of the Rabba Nicha, El Rab who holds it's all about being absorbed, Kasha. Why does it have to be a four by four? It doesn't have to be four by four. It could be eight by two. It could be one by sixteen. It doesn't have to be four by four. So it's a kasha on Rabzera. So here the Gemara gets a little complicated. So Amr Lach Rabzera. Rabzera says Hamani, who was the author of this brisa? That author was the Rabban, and he was the sheet of the Rabban in our Mishnah, who hold that even when you have a gutter that's dalad by dalad amos, that the water could get absorbed. 
it's still usher to pour water on it, into it on Shabbos. Why? Because they hold that when we say you're allowed to pour water into a chatzar, that's dollar by dollar amos, that's, be, that's because a, this type of chatzar, you could, you could uh, bring the, the um, you, you, you would settle the dust. You pour water to settle the dust. And because of that, when it comes to a gutter, there's no dust in the gutter, nobody's living there, nobody cares, right? So therefore, even though it's dollar by dollar in the gutter, cannot, you cannot pour water directly into the gutter. Hamani Rabbanani, Umasnisin in our Mishnah, Rebelezer ben Yaakov, in the Mishnah, which said it doesn't need to be square, it just has to be 16 square amos. That's the opinion of Rebelezer ben Yaakov. Rebelezer ben Yaakov holds. So Rebelezer is basically making it a machlikist tanoim regarding this concept. Why do we need dal by dal? Either you hold to settle the dust, and that's Lishitasi the Rabbanon who hold that the gutter you don't, it doesn't help to have dal by dal in the gutter because there's no dust in the gutter. Nobody cares about the gutter. No one's living there. Rebelezer ben Yaakov holds no. As long as you have the first four amos, it's going to get absorbed. And once it gets absorbed, you're good to go. So as long as the first Dao Amma is, is covered and you could pour water there, it gets absorbed. That is why once it's Dao by Dao Amma, you're allowed to use it. So why does Abzera have to go out of his way to shtup in Shittas or Belazer ben Yaakov into the Mishnah? Why does he have to do that? Why couldn't... Rabzeira just simply say like Rabba, the reason why Dal by Dal Amois works is because you're watering it in order to, 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 to lower the dust, to settle the dust. Why does he have to have a chiddish that the water doesn't get absorbed and the whole Mishnah is like Rabbi Yaakov? So my Rabbi Masnis and Kishise, he was bothered by the Mishnah, the terminology our Mishnah used. If you in fact held that we need to make a square, my ear did Tani Chatzashi Pachusa, why do you have to say that the Chatzar was less than Dal by Dal? Listening Chatzashi Aimba Abba Amois, Labba Amois, say, Straight out. Dalid by Dalid Amois. That's the minimum share. Why didn't you say it? It doesn't have to be perfectly Dalid by Dalid. It has to be 16 Amois square. The Rebbe Lezer Ben Yaakov, that is the sheet of Rebbe Lezer Ben Yaakov. Nothing to do with watering the dust. It has to do with getting absorbed. And all you need is the surface area. So the Gemara says, hold on a second. You're telling me the entire Mishnah is Rebbe Lezer Ben Yaakov up in the Sefer. But the end of the Mishnah is Rebbe Lezer Ben Yaakov. The ratio for sure is not Rebbe Lezer Ben Yaakov. So it doesn't make any sense. So the Gemara says, we just have to add some words. It's missing some words. And this is what I meant to say. You have a chacha that's less than dalad by dalad. You cannot pour water into the Shabbos. Why? That's how you fix up the Mishnah. He holds, if you have a gutter, which the first four Amos is covered, and the water could get absorbed, so you could pour water into it on Shabbos, as the water will get absorbed in the first, dalad by dalad Amos. And therefore, you have no kavana for the water to go Past the gutter into Rishos so that is why it's mutter. That is the sheet of Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov. Next, the Mishnah said Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov, "Amr Biv Hakamor." You have a gutter that had that was that was covered. So the Gemara says, "Masnisin deleke Chananya." Our Mishnah is not like Chananya. There's a third shita, the Tanya Chananya Omer, Afilu Gag Me'ah Amos. If you have a roof that's a hundred Amos long, Lo Yishvach, you can't pour water onto the roof on Shabbos, even though you're not even pouring it into the into the gutter that's going to go. You're pouring it to the roof. Still, you can't do it. Everyone looks at it, they see that when you pour into the roof, you're just getting rid of it. So the roof is not there to absorb anything. That's the way the roofs were built back then. 
So when you pour water onto a roof, everyone views it as you're pouring it for it to just go straight into the street. So la yishbeich the gag was not made to absorb, it was made to, to uh, move the water out into the street. Okay, we're going to stop here. I don't want to go over time. So Mr. Shem will make up with for, you know, this last uh, line, last few lines of Peches. Mr. Shem will start a new parak tomorrow, the new parak of Kol Gagais, which is really the final stretch of Erevin. You know, 16 daf left, so uh, stay tuned.